You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Launched right at your ear things oh. on the 17th of January. Wait for it. 2021. Why? That's not a surprise, is it? Well, it is to me. <laughs> I'm rarely pleased to see someone with a gun, but on this occasion, I'll make an exception. Stay where you are. Oh, we mean you no harm. <laughs> Hello you, I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, That's true. and here's what's coming up in this week's Big Finish podcast. <gasps> Time War 4 reviews, oh, yes. listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com, behind the scenes with the fourth Doctor Adventures, the world traders, oh, they trade worlds of course, yeah, uh, behind the scenes with the sixth Doctor Adventures, just going to offend everybody by my <laughs> pronunciation of sixth, sixth. Uh, Colony of Fear uh, The Randomoid Selectatron Of course They're giving you A 25% discount On the Randomly selected Big Finish release And of course It's our 15 minute Drama tease And this week It's Colony of Fear By Roland Moore Starring oh, That wonderful Colin Baker Anything else to add Nick? Uh, no um, I think you've, uh, you've covered it there Benji yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's a pretty impressive lineup, even Ooh. though I say so myself. <laughs> Uh, so yes, uh, we'll be delving into the latest reviews in a moment. But before all that, did you see the little video trailer with all the big finished covers for the next There's month? There's a lot on it. There's it. a lot on if it. If not, isn't have a look. Uh, you've seen it, have you? I have. Yes. What, yes. Yes. What yes, are you yes, looking yes. forward to, uh, to the most? Oh, it's got to be the um, it's got to be the John Hurt style. Is it the War Doctor? Can we call it the War Doctor? Is the War? He is the War Doctor, sort of the earlier on. I had yeah. to say, I'm quite looking forward to that. Yeah, I feel quite sort of because uh, it's something a little bit new, which is, which excites me, tantles me. So, hmm. how about yourself, Nick? What are you What are you gearing up for? Well, I better have a look at Twitter. Hold on a sec to find it. If I look up, t- if I go to Twitter. No, I don't want to say what's happening. Uh, and then go to Big Fit. It's really annoying the way they want you to comment, isn't it? Big Finish. If I type in Big, Big Finish is the first thing that comes up. Big Finish. So it'll be one of these early videos. Right? Oh, God, there are all sorts of things. <laughs> oh, what's that? Sorry, I'm just confused. Oh, here it is, isn't it? Yeah, from Big Finish Productions. There's Masterful and the oh ah return of the cybermen i'm looking forward to finishing oh yeah that. that's yeah. that's yeah, river yeah, song yeah. oh yeah that colony of fear which we're talking about this week uh T- gallifrey time war which is next month february uh time Lord victorious the the vinyl which may be delayed because of brexit and covid19 what was that oh the beginning of the end wow the yeah the end of the main the end of the beginning yeah yeah the end of the beginning yeah the end of the beginning sorry no and then, oh, the, the, the doctor we were just talking about that before the podcast weren't we yeah i'm doing music for that and benji's doing a bit of a master ah and there you are yes war doctor it does say war doctor yeah oh and uh doom doomsday uh, what was that one oh. <laughs> Uh, the lone centurion yeah. oh great uh, and look at that ravagers the ninth doctor which i'm listening to edits for now yeah um the the doomsday contract which is the one written by john lloyd and adapted by nev fountain which is very hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy style doctor who from that sort of douglas adamsy era that's a good one that i'm starting to hear edits of yeah does that make sense <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it does. I think it's great that we have so many different writers that can do and emulate so many different eras of Doctor Who. I always think that's that's so lovely, especially when you put it on and you just get transported back and you think, oh, this just slot. And and, and I, I know this because I know so many fans that do this as well who just sit and I mean obviously the writers do it as well but they just think to themselves that will slot perfectly in this gap here between yeah, these two yeah. stories just think oh that's what that's what it's about isn't oh, it oh Doctor Dr. well anyway I reckon it's probably about time that we yes. have a little look at the latest reviews might as well see what people are putting out there and what they think of what we're doing And as promised, we're looking at the fourth volume of Time War, starring Paul McGann as the Eighth Doctor. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Eighth Doctor Adventures, The Time War, Volume 4. We are from another universe, one that was at war, or rather one that had recently been at war. We have knowledge of the future, we have to take advantage of that. Davros, there you are. Grow up. You surprise me every day. The time strategist, he's coming for you. Stop him! They're all going to die if you let him do this. You are the doctor. You are the enemy of the dark. Now listen, listen, you don't look quite yourselves. I- I'm sure if we had a chat, we... <laughs> it's party time! Shut up and don't move. <laughs> Sorry, who are you? You don't know. Never seen you before in my life. Come on, make a move. I'd love you to find out exactly what a Dalek gun does to someone. Exterminate! We will return restored, stronger, immortal, and we will rain down fire upon you and all your people! Big finish. We love stories. Whole planets have shifted. Some have vanished altogether. War is over. But there is no peace. Yes, and if there are any bad reviews, I will be, of course, writing to them personally, seeing as <laughs> I laboured over this uh, one uh, into the the small, small hours, hours of the night. Very, yes, very small hours. Tiniest very, hours, really small they, they hours. They felt like small hours, didn't they? Because there was so yeah. much work to do. But it was it was worth it. Uh, all we have to do is go to bigfinish.com and type in Time War 4 into the search pane at the top. Oh, yes. You'll also find Gallifrey Time War 4 out next month. Um, a completely different thing. Yes. But this Time War 4 will also be there, starring Paul McGann. Oh, and you, it. of course, Nick, as well. You're in this one, aren't you? I've forgotten that, yes. I'm them doing dastardly Daleks. Yeah, there's all some weird different types of Daleks as well, aren't there? Yeah. Oh, very exciting. First up, WarpedFactor.com says, It's said the word epic risks diminishment by overuse. Yet tragedies and good intentions gone astray to hearing old enemies reunited. It is a deserving epithet for this. Time War 4 is a genuine epic in every sense of the word. Oh. So, whether you're new to Time War series or a listener to previous sets, Time War 4 is well worth your time. Worth your time. Oh, yeah. clever, clever. Sci-Fi Bulletin broke it down into individual story reviews. Uh, Palindrome, the latest set of adventures for Paul McGann's Doctor and Rocky Thakra's Bliss, starts with a two-part story by John Dorney that focuses a lot more on its guest star than it does the Time Lord and his companion. Terry Malloy true, gives true. us a very different Davros. 
uh, from the one that we're used to. He's opened a dimensional portal and it's turned his life upside down. A clever idea executed well. Terrific performances on both sides of the microphone mean a strong script is brought to life well. Uh, Dreadshade. It's good to hear Ken Bones reprise his role from the day of the Doctor. Helen Goldwyn keeps a tight control, come on, of the escalating tension. <laughs> and Raki Thakra in particular gives a strong performance as Bliss. I am a huge fan of Raki Thakra. I think she's a brilliant actor. And, uh, brilliant actor uh, and a lovely person yeah, as well. Really, really nice, really, really great person to hang out with. Yeah, just... deadpan humour doesn't really cover her uh, humour, does it? <laughs> she just sort of looks at you and goes, what, what are you doing? So I don't want to do this. <laughs> she's just very good. Uh, at least I hope she's joking. Uh, Restoration of the Daleks. Every so often, Big Finish puts out a story that really does deserve the title epic. And there's no two ways about it. That's the right word for Matt Fitton's conclusion to this box set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, IndieMacUser.co.uk, they use an individual Mac, you see, and they use them. Um, Big Finish Productions have outdone themselves, giving McGann something to really sink his teeth into and leave the listener realising that more is coming as Eight cannot escape the war and Bliss is still travelling with him. Good Lord. Uh, DoctorWhoWatch.com, who we love, and they also manufacture watches. They don't, really. An extremely impressive box set. Uh, it establishes some new and exciting elements for the series and promises much more to come it's another exciting box set for Paul McGann's Doctor and we really do love DoctorWhoWatch.com uh, they write loads of great brilliant clocks. Yeah, yeah. Great clocks. <laughs> loads of brilliant stuff about us so thank you DoctorWhoWatch.com well, whowreviewed.wordpress.com says so one of the strongest cleverness. It's numerical. Sorry, did I mention um, that before? Uh. Very numerous. Sorry, humorous. Um, <laughs> one of the strongest Time War box sets so far, excelling Talk. on the way it brings lots of exciting new characters into the fray and pushing the series in a new direction. All three stories are great, with brilliant direction from Helen Goldwyn and strong sound design from Benji Clifford. Yeah. Thank you very much. This set comes highly recommended. Well, I can say one thing in there, that there are a few little, as I always like to do, yes. with these little Dalek nuggets in there. Yes. I went and uh, lifted the Khaled doors from uh, Genesis of the Daleks oh, for those things. And also you can heavy, hear... They're they? yeah. They're very heavy, yeah. They're, they, they use the Khaled Locksmith Company. They're very helpful in helping me... <laughs> lift those and um, also you can hear the the Khaled mutants in the lab as well in the background doing all that so I love it I can't get enough of it I think it's just fun to to stick a nugget in there yes absolutely chicken uh, nuggets uh, yeah uh, Dalek nuggets uh, talking of noises you can probably hear some weird drilling because not only is my my, my kitchen being sorted out but also next door neighbours uh, double glazing is being done as well so there's a well, I mean, I for one welcome the return of the builders from a million years ago on the podcast. Do you remember that? We had a whole <laughs> podcast where we kept talking about the builders. So it's thank the goodness builders. Yeah, the that's why they were building back. some houses near where I lived. I've some moved houses. house now and now there's even more noise. They're taking uh, the house, they've lifted the houses up and they're bringing them here instead. <laughs> to- yeah, they they're attracted to my microphone <laughs> having a quick look at Twitter reviews now Ooh, uh, yes, at yes, Dan yes. Rush says finish Doctor Who Time War and it was absolutely amazing it would be awful if he hadn't finished it uh, at Big Finish can we have a Bliss figure now please also Time War 5 absolutely well I don't know I'm, I'm promising things I don't, I don't know if we have a Bliss figure I haven't got any plasticine on me I can't make one that's a head. That's just a spill orange fizz. juice, orange squash all down myself. Did you really? 
I did, and it's quite cold as well. Ooh, is it soaking <laughs> in? Have you got something to mop yeah. it up with? Uh, my clothes. Oh. Um, <laughs> they've done the job for me. Uh. Um, Digi1701 says, Wow, what an absolute banger Wait. of a set. I've come to expect a lot from Big Finish, but this one completely blew that high bar away. Everyone involved in this set should be very, very proud. Bring on volume five. I was going to say that you sounded like you said shed. Everyone involved in this shed. <laughs> and I'm in a shed, so thank you very much. Uh, at Joshua A. Maxwell says, just finished Doctor Who, Time War 4. Another person, they just finished and they go straight on Twitter uh, from at Big Finish. And it was amazing from start to finish, 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 finish. Palindrome in particular is the most creative and most timey-wimey story I've ever heard. This box set was gold from start to finish. Gold! Well, put it near a Interesting you say sheds actually because he has got a lab at the bottom of his garden and when I was making it I really couldn't couldn't not think of it just being a shed like in my head it was just a shed even though like I made sure it didn't sound like a shed in my head it, he was just nipping down to the shed so, like, the casey, like a little, down to the casey. Out, it calls outside a little hanging seed thing for the birds to sit and eat their seeds or maybe a chair out there you know nice, an old nice. wheelbarrow around the corner lovely um, Eddie from TDTV says do yourselves a favour and pick up Big Finish Time War 4 as soon as you can at Tucker's Patch that's of course Terry Malloy is absolutely outstanding yes. in this series yeah you're not wrong Eddie uh, Palindrome 1 and 2 is a bona fide classic Get it now. Get it. Next time we'll be talking. Uh, we'll be talking about and taking a look at. If I could only read, it would help, wouldn't it? Doctor Who short trips. Her own bootstraps. Not anybody else's. Just her own. They're just, they're just her own. Yeah. Uh, coming up soon, we'll be delving into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com in listeners' emails, of course. But first, we begin our double whammy of behind-the-scenes reports. <gasps> first up, the fourth Doctor Adventures Series 10 is out this week. Yes. And the first story in that volume one is The World Traders, starring, of course, Tom Baker yes. as the Doctor. Yes. Would you like a jelly, baby? Yes. Would you like... Would you like uh, the fourth Doctor Adventures series ten. Yes, excellent. Yes, ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, and I'm the director of the World Traders. Leela. Yes. I'm feeling rather cross. Do not worry, Doctor. I will help you get the TARDIS back. We have faced whole nations and won. Yes, but we've never faced anything as insidious and horrifying as this. What? Bureaucracy. <laughs> It's got two good things going for it. It's got the Usurians, late of the Sunmakers, which is uh, one of my favourite Doctor Who stories. In fact, I watched it, I think, between the two days of the recording and, uh, and just thought, oh, God, it's mar I was tweeting about it. <laughs> it's marvellous. And it's got Guy Adams who wrote it for us, not the Sunmakers, the world traders and uh, guy as i uh, you know you'll all be bored of hearing me say is a fantastic storyteller and and has absolutely um found his way and everyone finds their own unique way of recapturing the spirit of the the fourth doctor's era 
and and I think he's done it beautifully actually you know he he gets he gets a little bit of humor in there but also he tells a, a, a ripping yarn as well hello I'm Guy Adams and I'm the writer of the world traders the Submakers is just such a, a, a wonderfully witty and clever script you, you give a writer of, of the quality of, of Robert Holmes a really horrible time with uh, some tax forms and um, he's bound to to explode wonderfully in in front of a typewriter which is exactly what he did it's just this this wonderfully juicy rich kind of witty um, um, tale played to the hilt by all concerned I think it's you know, it's, it's definitely uh, definitely a, a favorite story it's very very good but that's what of course makes the whole sort of subject very rich to play with again today. What are you doing to her? Miss Fremantle is currently being adjusted. She's not a tax return. No, but she will soon be almost as useful. Tom Baker here, Doctor Who. We've just recorded the World Traders. There she is, the darling. I hope you've been looking after her. As if she were our own. <laughs> Which, of course, she is. Greed is a marvellous subject, isn't it? We've all got some kind of interest because most of us are actually at least slightly greedy in some way or another. And yet we all say, isn't it horrible? He's greedy. But I mean, I'm very greedy. Now that I'm so old, I'm greedy to go on living, you know? I'm sorry about that, but <laughs> I've been alive so long, I've got used to it, you know? I'm just, I've got in a rut and I want to go on living. So I'm greedy for the joy of being alive. Perhaps my state of mind is so opposed to yours that the machine can't adjust me. I think it more likely that it's incompatible with your biology. Where are you from? Oh, somewhere over the rainbow. You believe your explanation and I believe mine. When someone's got more than you have, that, that's the origin of greed, I suppose. You want more of what someone has. And this, of course, uh, applies to, to beauty, doesn't it? Where some people are terribly jealous of other people's beauty or terribly jealous of their prowess as dancers or actors or soldiers or whatever it is. And yet all our religion teaches us really to be humble. I haven't been very good at being humble, really. I think I'm going to try harder. My name's Louise Jameson and I play Leela. It would seem this is where they store their monsters. Oh, there are always monsters. You are large, lizard thing. But I have a knife, and I will make it hard for you to eat me. I absolutely love it. I think it's got the ring of Bob Holmes about it. It's witty and intelligent, and it's slightly angry. On the first read-through, you know, the pop at the bureaucracy, which comes in right at the beginning. In fact, I asked Guy if he'd received a parking ticket when he sat down to write this, but he said, no, that wasn't the case. But I could just imagine a writer getting a parking ticket or their car clamped and then, you know, in a huff, going writing it out. Well, Robert Holmes, I remember, he was a wonderful... He was an ex-police officer and he was a marvellously sardonic character, very kind. People are a bit daunted by his sometimes sarcasms. But he was absolutely marvellous, uh, and he, uh, he understood all that thing, and he wrote with such relish about that, you know, because there is, whether we disapprove of greed or not, there's something terribly compelling about big-time greed in action. I don't need to mention any names right now, but it's, it's in all the headlines at the moment, isn't it, about the glamour of, uh, of fabulously rich and greedy people. 
you know, who elicit both envy and hatred in equal quantities. And you can find this story simply yes. by going to bigfinish.com and typing world traders in traders. Actually, ty- why not type world traders, not world traders, into the search engine? You'll also find that it's available as volume one of series 10 of the fourth Doctor Adventures alongside Day of the Comet by Johnny Morris. And don't type in rogue traders. Don't that's do the, that. That's no. the uh, the documentary series me and Nick did for BBC Two, where we catch out rogue traders. <laughs> yeah, we did you've, that, didn't we? Yeah. You've erected that shed wrong, and you you charge way too much. Uh, you, we're going down the there station. There is a BBC show called Rogue Traders. You know, there is. Yeah. <laughs> there really is. Also, ca- was it cowboy builders? Um, there'll be more Doctor Who behind the scenes shenanigans coming up after our first item, which is Nick. Um, it's uh, listeners email well you know how it goes by now if you're new to the crew sit down on the chairs over theirs near the apples and of course the pears if you want to send in an email and they might get read out they might not but we certainly try to then all you need to do is send it to podcast at bigfinish.com that's p to the o to the d cast at big finish.com send it over our way and we might read it out Mm. so first up we've got one here from chris avery hello chris hello chris uh the subject of this one is wonderful surprise interestingly enough the email service is Blue Yonder which I've not seen in a long time just wanted to flag that one up there because it reminded me of memories going right into the early 2000s Um, Dear Nick and Benji I'm currently listening to The Grey Man of the Mountain and it is brilliant that's another one I did Um, a really new one that's fresh that is fresh Um, I will be honest and say that I have not been a fan of recasting with a few notable exceptions Tim Trelaw third doctor Elliot Chapman of course plays Ben uh, second Doctor Ben of course and Jake Dudman as Matt Smith um, with the 11th Doctor I have found them very frustrating because I can hear straight away that they are not the original actor and it takes me out of the story as someone who grew up in the Troughton and Pertwee era uh, I have a great deal of fondness for the Brigadier um, but possibly more for the wonderful Nick Courtney, who I met a few times at conventions and was always a warm, positive and entertaining presence. John Colshaw was, therefore, on a hiding to nothing with me <laughs> when taking on the role of our beloved Alistair. And apart from his short and touching cameo with Gemma Redgrave, I found his first few appearances frustrating because all I could hear was John Colshaw and not the Brigadier. Something has happened though, and I don't know whether it's me or him or something else, but in this story, the Brigadier is genuinely, absolutely there. Thank you, Chris Avery. Well, you're not wrong there. Doing the sound on that one, obviously, uh, I'm a visual person, so I often think of the characters in my head when Mm. putting it together. And actually, weirdly, a lot of the time, I tend to think of... uh, This sounds really strange, actually. I tend to think of the Doctors as they are now, in my head when doing it and I have no idea why I just do Mm. but I have to say that when putting this together in in my mind um, all I could see was the Brigadier in there which is just great I feel the same and I think Chris something's happened to you I think you know um, John Colshaw's Brigadier has been brilliant right from the start and when I've worked on stories it just really it's a really it's not just because it's vocally fairly accurate I mean no one can sound exactly like the brilliant Nicholas Courtney but it 
is has so many of the key features of his performance and also the real important thing is that John Coleshaw does it with a huge sense of love and having met Nick Courtney as well and it just kind of yeah so what what's happened here Chris is that we won you over yeah finally so thank you <laughs> welcome welcome thank you yeah welcome um this next one is from Jamie Jamie I don't know what Jamie's surname Jamie Jamie Anyway, she is called Jamie. Hello. Uh, to start out with all the usual pleasantries, which you're free to skip if you decide to read this one out aloud. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Although that's not actually true. I'm actually quite a recent listener. When I started watching televised Doctor Who in about 2015, so very recent, I tried to get into Big Finish by listening to the releases that are free on Spotify. Unfortunately, I was also brand new to Spotify and didn't know how to get it off of shuffle <laughs> suffice it to say i thought blood of the daleks was the most avant-garde anachronic <laughs> piece of storytelling ever attempted anyway i've, I've done it before don't worry <laughs> i've i've been there on a walk and thought what on earth is going on <laughs> anyway maybe a year ago i tried again and lo and behold it makes a lot more sense if you listen to it in the right order funny that isn't it um it was good timing because audio adventures have helped me get through the strange times we've all been living in. I sewed dozens of fabric masks while listening to the heartening tones of Colin Baker, fittingly as I'd ordered a mismatched assortment of whatever fabric was on the deepest discount. Oh yeah, very good. Superb. You could make his costume, yeah. Besides these snippets of my not very interesting life story, I don't know, Jamie, I was quite interested by that. What I really wanted to write to you about was a question about an audio. I hope it's not a faux pas to ask about something as old as Care Drawer. Well, it's not a faux pas, but I don't remember anything about it. Uh, on my third or fourth re-listen, yes, I know, I noticed that one of the doctors, the normal one, asks a frustrating bureaucrat for a glass of water because he wants to take an aspirin. At first it sounds like he's complaining of a headache, but isn't aspirin poisonous to Time Lords? Is he threatening suicide? If so, what's he hoping to achieve, given that he doesn't actually seem to have an aspirin on him and never actually does anything about his supposed headache anyway? Well. I don't remember the story. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see what Jamie says. I know the chances that you, A, ever knew, B, still remember, or C, even care, are slim to none, <laughs> but I've been wanting to write in for a while and couldn't think of anything else to ask about. Oh, I see. It's, listen, just write in and say hi, Jamie. That's fine, too. Um, uh, by the way, I'm writing to you from America, but I saved that for the end of the email so that if you decide <laughs> to answer this one on the podcast, you wouldn't be tempted to read the whole thing in an American accent. Clever, oh, leave clever. that to Nicola Bryant. She's gotten really good at it, by the way. Uh, best wishes to all at Big Finish, Jamie. It's a woman's name in America. Telling you this because I've been, I've had embarrassingly lengthy email exchanges with people who turned out to think I was a man <laughs> for weeks. It doesn't really matter, actually, what your gender no, is. It's, no, I no. would say. I mean, we're just talking to you as a, as a friendly listener. But thank you for pointing that out. I did note it. And um, yes, uh, so the answer is I don't really know. So it's sort of A, I don't think I ever knew because I wasn't the producer of that series. And I certainly don't still remember B. I do care, though. Um, but And I think it sounds to me like the Doctor was bluffing because from what you're saying, he didn't actually take the aspirin and wasn't intending to. He was just doing it to distract someone, maybe. Anyway, who knows? <laughs> Yeah, like the old spy thing of could I could I uh, 
Do you have a match on you? Yes. I like this cigarette. My face, um, your... No, anyway. Uh, also, by the way, she does say, P.S., please do a sale on Gallifrey's season four. Well, I can't promise anything, but uh, thank you for the request, Jamie. Well, we've got one here from Chris Vince, uh, subject mm. of this one, sending some lockdown love, oh. double L's. Uh, hello there, gents. I wanted to send an email to say thanks for an awesome podcast. Uh, type in this whilst I have Doctor Who and the Silurians oh. on. Great choice, Hooray. great choice. <laughs> How did you enter our base? <laughs> uh, of course, you're speaking lockdown. like Scooby-Doo. Raggy. by Raggy do. Um, oh yikes! Um, of course, <laughs> during lockdown, we need plenty to keep us occupied, and big finish stories are certainly doing that. Oh. I managed to get a few for my vinyl record player mm. and got twenty pounds off the Tenth Doctor Volume Two Limited Edition. Thanks, Doctor Who magazine. Oh. Your podcast is helping me pick out some new stories to try and of ones to try as well. So thank you for being the Big Finish podcasting newsletter. You're very welcome. Uh, may you and your family stay safe during these times, and thank you for keeping us all entertained too. Regards, Chris Mint. Well, there was one of those sentences I didn't quite understand. Your podcast is helping me to pick out some new stories to try and of ones to try as well. I, t- I see sort of news stories and other old ones maybe maybe there's a word missing but thank you chris i think we got that uh particularly great emails this week i thought uh i'm gonna say particularly that one from jamie with the um unknown surname but who is a female uh can you do better next time hmm? i laid down the gauntlet Ooh, to you ooh, I uh, sorry about that I, sorry i shouldn't have put it there uh, uh, let's see what you come up with just drop us a line at podcast at bigfinish.com and we'll see just how interesting you can be. <laughs> well, don't forget... Sorry, I'm just preparing the random words electron there. Don't forget that we'll be rounding off this podcast <gasps> with a 15-minute drama tease of the Sixth Doctor... Sorry, everybody. Adventure Sixth. Colony of Fear by Roland Moore and, of course, starring Colin Baker. And as an introduction to that, here's a spoiler-free look behind the scenes of this rather exciting Doctor Who story. My name's John Ainsworth, and I am the producer, director, and script editor of Doctor Who Colony of Fear. But I've done something I can't remember, and it's something that has resulted in a young man being left in the wrong time, an action that caused a lot of pain to a father. I've changed both their lives, ruined them even. I'm sorry. Because of lockdown restrictions, we've we've had to record, or Big Finish, I mean, have had to record a lot of productions with the cast using their own sort of home studio recording setup. I've actually only done two of those, the, the, the previous one, uh, Plight of the Pimpernel, which was a bit of a hybrid. We did have some of the cast in studio for that because that was in the uh, in-between lockdown stage where things were just being a bit relaxed. But Colony of Fear actually ended up being recorded totally remotely. So all the actors were recording at home. I'm Roland Moore and I wrote Colony of Fear. The story for me was um, sort of a hybrid really from a base under siege story and this deeper element of the Doctor's sort of element of of him having a, a duty of care to his companions. Um, we always sort of think of companions, most of them walk away, most of them remember their adventures, um, occasionally some of them die. Um, but I wanted to do something different where it was somebody who remembered their adventures but had 
no link to the Doctor because he couldn't remember them. And so that was quite a fascinating idea, I think. This story's had quite a, a long history. I mean, we first started talking about it, well, by the time this comes out, it, it will probably have been two years ago, which is actually, you know, perhaps longer than normal. And I'm fairly sure that I invited or uh, encouraged Roland to sort of submit another story idea after we'd done Memory of a Tyrant. And I think Roland came up with the, the basic core idea. However, having said that, the story went through some quite major transformations from Roland's original idea. I mean, the, the basic core idea of um, the Doctor having abandoned a previous companion, that was the common thread between all of them. But the, the, the plot and setting for the various incarnations of the story has changed quite dramatically from the beginning. I am Colin Baker and I play Oh, one of the doctors, number six, old sixty. I think we have about five minutes before all the colonists have transformed and before they get used to their new bodies. And then they'll be after us. Uh, all those poor people. Uh, oh, there's always a body count where the doctor's involved. Or hadn't you noticed? Now, I haven't worked with any of them before apart from Miranda, the lovely Miranda. Uh, I mean, Constance is a character that I'm getting fonder of the more I work with her. She's a truly doughty companion. Like most companions, very good for my doctor. I haven't met a companion yet who isn't good for my doctor because they all bring new things that deflect him from his tired old ways sometimes. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Colony of Fear into the search pane. I just think Colony of Fear is such a lovely thing to be able to type into a search pane. Colony of Fear. You can only do that as a Doctor Who fan, can't you? Uh, type it, yeah, the thing at the top, you know, with the little magnifying glass. Uh, get yourself audibly tingled by this cracking adventure. And as Benji reminded you before, we'll surely be giving you a free drama tease of the first 15 minutes of this story. That'll be coming up right after the Randomoid Selectatron. <laughs> And this is where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Benji, activate the Randomoid Selectatron. It has been activated and... Oh, brilliant. Activated. <laughs> and uh, what it's... Is it? <laughs> I don't know what voice I'm doing, sorry. That's a sort uh, of a Dalek, but really, a Dalek that really, really wants to get on with things. Um, come get on. Get on with it. Uh, it's Jago and Lightfoot Series 4. Absolute, oh. what a pleasure. Christopher Benjamin, Trevor wow. Baxter, Louise Jameson and Colin Baker. Absolute banger, this one. Uh, it's just Jago and Lightfoot. It's just brilliant. What can you say? Well, Is the trailer. Really true, isn't it? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Wherever they are, the Professor and Mr. Jago are in danger. We must find them. I can feel that something is coming, something bad. And it is coming for them. Back, foul fiend! Professor, you just upset it. There, there! Nice little thing. Don't think that's helping, actually, Henry. And there you were, shining from the stage. What is this world without beauty? What is the point? What do mere lives matter in comparison to the divine? Five o'clock, four o'clock. The hands are moving in reverse. Mine too, it seems. Time regained. Our missing hours are being returned to us. Professor, I feel dashed peculiar, as if I were being sieved. Hardly, I know exactly. No good. As quickly as I break them, the faces appear in other hourglasses. Shall I break them all? 
back. Well, look out. Here it comes. The glasses distorting, bending, warping. Faces. They are watching us. Faces in the glass. Hempston and Hardwick. I should have realized. I don't know what Leela told him, but the caveat drove us here like his life depended on it. That is what I told him. I think that went terribly well, don't you, Mr. Kempston? I do indeed, Mr. Hardwick. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Uh, right. Yeah, now look, Jago in Love by Nigel Fares, eh? Beautiful Things by John Dorney, The Lonely Clock by Matthew Sweet, The Hourglass Killers by Justin Richards. I mean, for goodness sake, what a lovely lovely lineup of writers absolutely all of whom are, are delightful people um yeah oh so lucky to uh to have done so much with trevor and christopher um yeah and there's also if you have a look um at the page where this is located there's um a lovely interview here. Jago and Lightfoot return for their fourth series accompanied by reliable Ellie, Sergeant Quick and Leela and with the mysterious Professor Claudius Dark lurking just out of sight. Producer David Richardson gives a preview of what lies ahead. So, and there's some love... Oh, goodness Lovely photos, me. aren't there? Lovely photos. Yeah, really worth... The, oh, my goodness. Christopher Beanie's in it as well who was famous for being in Upstairs, Downstairs back in the day. Well, you know, a lot of this is down to Lisa Bauman, who has so many fantastic showbiz contacts and got great casts in. I mean, we try to do that with all our productions, but, I mean, Lisa in particular has, yeah, she's she's had some great people in. So another final ex- fine example of this brilliant series. How many series of Jago and Lightfoot were there? Ooh, loads and loads and loads. There were loads, weren't there? I want to say 12, but I'd I want to say that too. Probably wrong. Um, let me have a look. Yeah, here we go. It's 13. No, there's a 13. 13. Plus, 13. plus the single uh, Jagon Life Forever as well. Yeah. And, and of course, some... countless appearances all across the Doctor Who Big Finish universe. Yeah, Jago and Lightfoot and Strax as well. Yes, which is great, by the way, which yeah. is really, really fun. Um, yeah, the blood, the Bloodless Soldier, which is free, by the way, if you're if you're unsure. Yeah about uh getting in you know getting involved with all this uh randomoid selectatron lark and you've never heard jago nightfoot uh just google jago nightfoot the bloodless soldier or type it into the website and pick it up free see what you think it's one of our most popular spin-off ranges um who knew that the characters who really only came into their own in one episode of a 1977 story called the towns of wang chiang although they're both <laughs> in the whole six episodes but they really i think it's in that last episode they really get together um who knew that it would be such a success i know at the time it was mooted to do a tv series of it never happened but Luckily, because Jason Hay Gallery and David Richardson in particular really championed it, we got to do this fantastic thing. Great decision, great decision making. Absolutely. Um, By the way, you get the 25% discount on this, which is worth every single penny, of course, uh, by going to bigfinish.com and you find the podcast section, you know, 
there's podcasts across the top. You can see it says podcasts there. You can podcasts. go there and select, select, select the latest one. Or on the homepage, you can find where the podcast is. Anyway, there's some text with it. And in the text, it says the, the Random Voice Electron also features. Click here and you click there. And then you go and find the Random Voice Electron release um, or offer. And you enter a special code. How special is that code, Benji? It's very special. It's top secret. Am I allowed to say it? Just say it quietly. It's buck up. <gasps> B-U-C-K-U-P. All caps, no uh, punctuation, no complications, spaces, no spaces. Love around the nation. Buck up. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. When you were putting that together, it really sounded like you were giving directions to somebody, you know. You go down that drive there, there's a roundabout. Now you want to take the first exit, go through the slip road. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was just making it up. It's not written down, so it does have that sort of air about it, doesn't love it, it? Love it. You want to hang a left, there's a dog leg. <laughs> hang a there. left, yeah. Oh, I love it so good. You'll come down to a tree. Lovely tree. <laughs> Uh, thanks again, Ran. Anyway, absolutely played a blinder. But sadly yeah. now, of course, it's time for us to say goodbye. We've got a lot to do. Uh, yeah. And we'll do it in a completely normal way. So, goodbye. Oh, I don't know how to do that. I suppose it's just goodbye. 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 That's not... Oh, hold on, that wasn't normal. That's how Good. you normally say goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, uh, 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 goodbye, Mr. Crowman. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, isn't oh, that oh, wonderful? <laughs> Time now for the first 15 minutes of Doctor Who, Colony of Fear by Roland Moore and starring Colin Baker as The Doctor. <laughs> Report on vital signs, please, Solara. Okay. All her systems are stable. She's... Yup, she's leaving the catatonic state. Excellent. Increase the stimulant by 0.5. 0.5. She's coming back. Additional 0.2. 0.2. How is she, Edwin? She's leaving the coma, or whatever it is. Although, it can't be a proper coma, as they take weeks to come out of, and... Yes, thank you, Solara. I'm sure Governor Mollis is just concerned with his wife's health. Hmm. And, uh, will she be okay? Well, I don't want to make any rash promises, but the venom seems to have gone from her system. I see. She may already be able to hear you. I never know what to say in these situations. Um, hello, Tresha? It's Vincent. You're coming round, which is good news, uh, obviously. Jolly good. I'm sure she'll be as healthy as me when she wakes up. Let's hope. Good. Yes, Solara here is rather our benchmark for a textbook recovery, isn't she? Yeah. In fact, I think it would boost morale to have me on a poster or something. Don't you, Governor Mollis? <laughs> what do you now? 
Nothing too ostentatious. Perhaps a billboard over the dawn block. Just an idea. And how are the others, Edward? Well, we have... Twenty-three colonists still in a catatonic state. We've managed to revive a further fourteen. All those are doing well and are back to their designated duties in the colony. We're getting better at predicting the dose of stimulant to bring them round. Good. And need as many able colonists as possible. We've detected more creatures on the outer perimeter. Oh, I love a good hunt. We'll head off soon, Silara. Promise you won't leave me behind? <laughs> as if I would. Um... Mind if I have a word, Edwin? Very well. Let's go to my office, shall we? Uh, thank you for all you've done for Tresha, Edwin. Give her a few more hours and she'll be sitting up. And uh, you can have your reunion. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, yes, I see you're watching it again. This time you freeze-framed it on his face. It's just where I stopped when I heard Drescher was coming round. That's all. Oh, there's no need to explain. In fact, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. This camera footage. You've got a lead. Oh, sorry. No, I... I'm worried that you're fixating on this, Edwin. All perfectly natural, of course, but there comes a time when I have to balance your interest with your mental well-being. You think I'm crazy? I'm not saying that at all. What then? You want me to go on as normal? Forget about it? I didn't imagine him. You can see his face. Look, he's not a ghost. I'm not disputing his existence. Look, I've decided that you should return to Earth. What? No. Your tour of duty has been five years, Edwin. No. Most colonists only do two. I can't leave. If I go back to Earth, that's a long journey in cryo. What if he returns while I'm gone? Do you really think that's likely? It's all I've got. All right. One day he'll come back. I know it. And I'll be waiting. will be safe, Doctor. Well, I can't guarantee anything when a distress call is concerned, Mrs. Clark. But I'll always look after you. That's reassuring to know. Do you ever think it's odd that most of the time the TARDIS invariably brings you somewhere where you're needed? Uh, perhaps she knows that I like to put things right, hmm? Or that you rather like to poke your nose in. Oh, this is an amazing jungle. Can you smell that, Mrs. Clark? It's very strange. It smells of... Oh, cinnamon. Now, either whoever lives here is baking a cake, or that's a naturally occurring aroma. Well, it's quite pleasant. It's like being in a lion's corner house. There's something strangely familiar about it. Anyway, according to this, the source of the distress call is coming from... Ooh... Approximately four kilometres that way. Sorry, 
That's about two and a half miles. I am familiar with the French system, you know. Of course. Why shouldn't you be? The metric system was brought into most of Europe by the 19th century, and it was only the United Kingdom that... Doctor. Yes? This planet has purple earth, a red sun, and it smells of cinnamon. I'd much prefer to talk about that than some rather dull measurement system. Ah. But everything is interesting if you look at it with the appropriate curiosity. Even metric. Fair point, Mrs. Clark. Well, let's see. The purple earth is possibly due to retinal-based microbes. They're photosynthetic, but not based on green cloth. According to the report from the remote cameras, we're coming up to the sighting point. No, I don't like being this far out. Let's be as quick as we can and get back home. Everyone, get ready. Watch the tops of the trees. That's likely to be our first visual. Remember, we only need one specimen alive. The rest can be blasted to kingdom come. Can I say something to the hunting party, Governor? Go on. Okay. Hello, everyone. Don't let those things sting you, guys. I can tell you, it hurts big time. Is that all? Yep. Oh, uh, good luck. You two take the right flank, you two go left. Solara and I will go up the centre. Call out if you make visual. Ready, Solara? Always ready for payback. This is becoming quite difficult, isn't it, Doctor? Uh, Yes. But unfortunately, it's the quickest route to the source of the distress uh, signal. Uh, I feared it might be. Uh, Have you any idea about the nature of the distress? Not a clue. I mean, one can reasonably ascertain from the evidence around us that it's not likely to be a climate-based problem. Gosh, I don't suppose you've got a machete in those cavernous pockets of yours? Sadly, not. Although I fear we might have gone the wrong way. Uh, well, now it tells us... That, that scanner isn't the most reliable piece. Look, at the top of that tree. Where? Oh, yes. Oh, I thought I'd seen some big bugs growing up. But that must be, what, two feet long? Some species of giant hornet, by the looks of it. Well, there's more than one. And they seem equally fascinated with us as we are. That was close. Now, that's an interesting way of flying. Isn't this the point at which you usually tell me to run? I'm sure they're just checking us over. Let's keep going. What are they? What are they? We're moving away from the sighting point, Governor. I know. Let's take a look. No sign on the horizon. Oh, what I give to find their nest or hive or whatever it is. 
be good, wouldn't it? I'd love to do that. Blow it apart and... Shh, shh. What is it? Buzzing. We're close. Come on. Doctor, the insects are still following us. Just relax and you'll be fine. Well, that's what my father said on a picnic once when a wasp took an interest in my sandwich. I ended up getting stung. That's fascinating. Well, you're kind, but it's a half-passable anecdote at best. No, I mean how these creatures are gathering data about us. There's a real intelligence at work, as if they're assessing how much of a threat we are. Human! Not human! Human! Not human! Human! Not human! You hear that? Buzzing. And some sort of voice. Oh, it's in my head. They're communicating. What are you? What are you? Doctor, I think they've decided we are a threat. Quite. Now's the point at which we should move. But slowly. Slowly? Are you sure, Doctor? Well, you can't outrun an insect, Mrs. Clark. We move slowly and steadily so as not to agitate them any further until we can reach that marsh. And what then? Well, the water will disrupt our scent and, I hope, deter them. Human! Not human! Human! We mean you no harm. Doctor, help! They're circling! They're not letting us escape. Stop them reaching water! Stop them reaching water! Stay calm, Mrs. Clark. What do you want from us? You must end. Did you hear that? No. That's probably for the best. Why can I hear you and yet Constance can't, huh? And the more I concentrate, the clearer you become. You must end. Yes, I can hear that perfectly well, but why do you want that? Well, I'm rarely pleased to see someone with a gun, but on this occasion, I'll make an exception. Stay where you are. Oh, we mean you no harm. I know that. It's so I can get a clear shot. There's one more circling. We'll stay still. Don't you worry. Oh, it's landed on my back. It's mandibles. I can feel them in my hair. You are different. It has been said. I've got it. I hope you're a very, very good shot, young lady. Don't move a muscle. I don't plan to. You must end. You must end. I think it's preparing to sting him. Quickly, Salara. Just aim in. Now I know how William Tell's son felt. Got it. It's stunned. Oh, well, that makes two of us. Good work, Salara. Bag up that disgusting thing. My pleasure. We weren't expecting you for at least two more days. Weren't you? I must say, you don't look like the usual scouting party. Well, that's because we're not... Because we're not fans of wearing the standard uniforms. Now, I'm the Doctor, and this is Mrs. Clark. 
All that matters is that we're here because of your distress call. Well, I'm relieved that your rescue ship is on its way. Oh, I, I'm Governor Mollis of the colony on Triketha. Triketha? You know it? Maybe. But then I've been to so many places. <laughs> anyway, thank you for your assistance, Governor. I suggest we pick up the pace and make our way back to the vehicle. These creatures set off chemical signals when they die that will attract others. They're like the common wasp on Earth. Totally like that. Yeah, but common wasps don't usually put people in a coma. Come on. Let's go. Why did you let them believe we were the scouting party from the rescue ship? In my experience, it allows us to get to the root of the problem without a lot of irritating questions. But what if the real people turn up? Well, like the governor said, they're not expected for a few days. Come along, Mrs. Clark. Let's help these people. Well, well done for getting to this point. You've listened in. I hope you've enjoyed it. So why not, uh, you know, rate, review and subscribe? This yeah, has, of uh, course, been a Big Finish production. Oh.